So, but I, you know, I, I just I want to <laughs> I want to get into a word today because I you know if you're titling a, a message today, sometimes I do that, sometimes I, I don't. But um, but today's message, you live to influence. You live you live to influence. I know uh, you know I, we we talked about living ready. We talked about living right. But you live to influence. That's the title of today's message. And I believe everybody in here today that you you everybody in here you can become a spiritual influencer. You can become a spiritual influencer. You can influence people with the very gospel that's on the inside of you. Amen? You know, how do you do that? You, you, you do that everywhere you go. It, it does, it's, it's, not like, it's not like you're a part-time Christian. And I think sometimes that's, that's the, the method that we adopt in America that, well, I'm only a Christian when I go to church. No, I'm a Christian everywhere I go. You know, ev- everywhere I be, everywhere I go, I'm a Christian. Amen? So I carry that with me, but... But I, you know, it was interesting because I, I spent some time this week. I know uh, we were. I was talking with Zephan. He, he's courting a girl. He's not dating. We call it courting in our house. Amen. So uh, it sounds it sounds more old fashioned, right? It sounds more appropriate. So he's courting a girl, and um, and uh, you know, I, he, he was making a comment the other day that she has like a hundred thousand followers, and I was like, how do you get a hundred thousand followers? I, I I think that's, you know, I got like. 400 you know this girl's got a hundred thousand followers but but what was interesting was um i asked him the other day i said you know what's her handle he gave me her handle and I, and i pulled up one of her posts i hope giselle's watching today you tell her to watch this i'm talking about her today so uh she lives in new mexico is that right yeah so so but on her post she's talking about purity and she's talking about god and she's she's celebrating god in her post and i thought you know that's going out to over a hundred thousand people and that, that's remarkable that we don't realize the, even the content, the things that we possess, we have the power to influence. Amen? You know, if, if, what was interesting, I looked up the definition of an influencer because how I was, you know, people that influenced my life was very different than, than maybe what, how we define influencers today. But, but an influencer today, catch this definition, it's a person with the ability to influence potential buyers of a product or serving by promoting or recommending these, these items on social media. Are, are there any influencers in the house? Yeah, amen. Amen. Two? two praise God. So, so you, guys, you guys understand you know, that you, know, you can have an impact even in the realm of social media. So, you know, praise God. You know, I, we got any spiritual influencers in the house? Hey, amen, amen. So, so, so we have influencers, right? But we, but we also have spiritual influencers. So that's, that's where I'm going today. Grab a hold of something. It's going to be a great morning. Hallelujah. You know, I, I, thought, about, I thought about the types of influences in my life, you know. Um, and if you were all to sit here and think about some of the influences you had, you know, my, my father was an influence in my life. You know, my father was, was a man of not many words, but, you know, one of the things that I learned from my father was hard work. My father was, uh, you know, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't that my father handed out a lot of compliments or anything like that. But, you know, my father instilled something in me, and that was work. There was a value called work that, you know, e- even in today's culture, we think, well, work is something that, you know, you only do when you feel like it. No, my father, you know, I started running a mower when I was, you know, eight, eight nine, ten years old. I don't know if that's anybody in here. I started stocking shelves when I was seven and eight, you know. So, so I begin to understand the value. And something my father taught me, you don't start something and quit. You don't start something and quit. You, 
You, you, you know, if you go out for baseball, you go out for football, you're in for the whole season. You know, you don't like running, so what? Suck it up. You know, that, that, was, that was how I grew up. So, but that instilled something in me. My father influenced me that way. So and, and my kids would all agree that I've influenced them that way. If you, if you say you're going to do something, you do it to the best of your ability. Amen. You know, I, I, I thought about, you know, many influencers that I had. I had coaches, I, you know, that influenced my life. You know, you know I had coaches that if, if my coach said, you know, I want you to go hit this guy as hard as you can, well, that, then that meant I needed to go hit this guy as hard as I could. We need to get the ball back. Do whatever you can do to cause a fumble. So, so you know, those were the things, you know, if your coach said do it, you did it. So many of you played sports. Maybe that was your story as well. Stephen, I need you to dunk on this guy. Go down, though. Go down and bring, bring it down. Amen? So, so he's, he's a basketball player. He, he plays good, too. So. But anyway, so, so God, God gives us people in our lives that, that will influence us. And, you know, and I, and I thought about this, and I begin to think about how God sent people into my life to, to spiritually influence my life. You know, I had a friend that was interesting, and I wasn't saved yet. I, I didn't get saved till I was 25. I didn't come into this thing later. Actually, I'm, I'm a statistic that's not likely to even enter the kingdom of heaven because, because the, you know, research would show that if somebody doesn't get saved before the age of 18 and 19, the percentage, the, the percentage is very low of people coming into the kingdom of God after that. So that's why we have to reach this younger generation. That's why, you know, that's why downstairs when the kids come together and meet, salvation's covered. Amen. Amen. We'll be leading babies to Christ in the nursery. Amen. So because it's important that people hear the gospel. Every, you know, <laughs> everywhere we're at, we have the opportunity to share the gospel. But I had a friend, and uh, you know, he, began to, he began to you know, influence my life around spiritual things. And it was interesting because he was the friend I grew up with probably doing things I shouldn't do. How's that? that uh, maybe I'll just park it right there. You know, you know, I was a teenager, and uh, you know, I felt that his mother and his grandmother prayed for him and I probably more than anybody in the neighborhood or anybody in the county at one point because, um, you know, in, in going to his, uh, his, uh, his grandma's house, I, I would always just, I'm going to stay in the car because I know your grandma's going to say, I'm praying for you. I know God's what, you know, because it was conviction. So, so I, I began to think about those spiritual influences. And he, he had, had invited me to a meeting uh, where, where a, a lady that was a prophetess was, um, was preaching and giving words. And, uh, you know, there was probably 50, 60 people. This was at the Lions Club, you know. You know, in West Virginia, you can hold a meeting anywhere. Praise Jesus. So this was at the local Lions Club. And, and you know, somebody had brought this lady in. And, I, I, you know, I wasn't saved. I was sitting in the back, sitting in the back, right? You're not saved. You're sitting in the back. And this lady began to prophesy. And she began to speak. And, you know, she began to give words. And I was like, how does she know that? And then she calls him out and begins to pray and prophesy over him just about how he was going to win souls and how he was going to be a man of God and he was, he was, he was just going to go declare the word of the Lord. And, uh, and I was just like, how does she know that? Because that's what he's doing. That's the reason I'm here. He like, no, you got to come. You know, it was like, you got to come to this meeting. you got to hear this lady. And, and so it, it was something that impacted my life at that point because, catch this, because th there was influence. Do you know that you have influence with your friends? You have influence with your family. A lot of times people think, well, you know, just somebody else has got to do it. You know, uh, you know, somebody else has to step up and be this or be that. No, God's given you influence. Amen. You may think that, well, you know, I can't say this to my family. I can't, you know, because my family knows my past. Or my friend knows my past. Now, me and this guy, we ran together. We ran hard. We knew each other's past. And I knew God had done something different in him. 
God, you know, because that's who God, God does something different in a person. He does something, He turns things around. And you know, and so He had to fire. There's a real fire. There's a tangible fire of God. A tangible fire of God. And so, you know, he was carrying that. And so, you know, even at that point, there was an impartation. There was an impartation of, of faith being put in me. And I, I remember, and, and not to get into my whole testimony, but I remember, you know, pleading with God, God, if this is you, you're real, show me something. You know, and I, I'm like looking up, looking at the stars, waiting for something to fall out of the sky. Nothing happened. But, you know, it was, it was that God was getting hold of my heart. He was speaking to me. That's what God will do in this hour. He will speak to you. He will speak to people. Man, this is, there's never a greater time than the gospel to go forth than now. I believe that. In 2024, you know, we, we did a funeral a, a couple weeks ago, you know, and Brother Josh, you, you know, and, you know, and we had an opportunity to share the gospel. Amen? There'll be one this weekend. We have an opportunity to share the gospel. It's so that people make heaven. Amen? So that people make heaven. You know, I, just, to, just to, not even to get on all my testimony, I'm not going to do that today, but, but you know, I got saved. I got saved. I, I, you know, my wife at that point, you know, she didn't give me an ultimatum pretty much, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to marry somebody that's a Christian. Well, I'm not, I'm not that or I'm not this or not, you know. So, you know, and I, I, I remember, you know, well, she, she's not going to, you know, we're not going to be together if, if I don't make a decision. And so I remember I made a decision. <laughs> and I, I went to her and I said, you know, I, I feel like I need to get saved. I feel like I need to give my heart to the Lord. You know, I need to go to church this week. You know, I'm thankful she knew enough because I probably would have, I probably would have not went to church that week. Something would have come up because there's a real enemy to your faith. And see, that's the thing with people. There's a real enemy to people's faith. Because a lot of times people say, you know, I, let me just wait and come with you. No, there was an opportunity. And see, we have, see as, as an influencer, as a spiritual influencer, you have to seize the opportunity when the Spirit of the Lord speaks to you. You've got to, it's, it's a now moment. And, you know, my wife looked at me, I say her wife now, but she wasn't in. She said, you know, hey, uh, you know, you can get saved right now. It's like, really? She said, we can pray a prayer. And I said, praise God. I feel like it's quiet in here today. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just me. And so we, we, we prayed a prayer, and I, and I give my heart to the Lord. And, you know, and I wish I could tell you that, man, every, you know, the heaven opened and, you know, everything. There was, there was all this great stuff. No, I realized at that point it, there was work involved. And I knew, and I knew at that point that there was a work to salvation. Didn't have everything figured out. Some 20-some years later, guys, listen, I don't have everything figured out, but I know, I know that I'm made righteous. I know that I'm saved because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. So, you know, God, God's given me great influencers in my life. You know, once I got saved, you know, I, I served under a pastor. Some of, some of the ones that are here, Brian and Erica were here, that are here, uh, they served under uh, Pastor Don, uh, Don Blankenship. He went on to be with the Lord, but... But, I, I, you know, I, I had a chance or an opportunity to buy him golf clubs, you know, and uh, the church had made a decision to buy him golf clubs, and he could hit a drive 350 yards. It was amazing. I just, how do you hit a golf ball so far? You know, it was just, but he was a big old Pentecostal preacher from southern West Virginia, and he preached southern West Virginia. I don't know if anybody's ever been there, but that's how he preached. But there was, there was impartation. There was impact. And, you know, just from, you know, being around, you guys understand that just being around people that are influencers, that stuff rubs off. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. It's like when Drake and I are in the gym. You know, it's like, you know, the anointing. You know what it does? It rubs off. It rubs off on people. 
It, you know, and, and that's the thing. It's so, it's, it's so important that we catch this in our spirit. We catch this in our spirit. You know, uh, you know Pastor Ron Blevins, you know, spoke a word over Miranda and I, I don't know, in 2007. Hey, guys, listen, hold on to words that get spoken over you. Don't just, you know, there are sometimes you put them on a shelf. You say, well, you know, but put to remembrance. Every, every word that we get from the prophetic conference, Miranda's got on her phone. We'll sit and we'll pull that word down sometimes and say, well, that makes sense now, you know. But don't, don't just forgo words. Don't, don't forgo prophecy. Because there are times that, you know, we're able to pull that down. This, I need this word right now. This word means something to me. But, you know, uh, you know, Pastor Ron, you know, just uh, prophesying and praying over us. We knew that there was a shift coming in our lives in 2011. I'm going to tell you that in 2024, there's a shift coming in some of your lives. That, you know, some of you guys are just, you're kind of like, what, what is this that I'm feeling? It's the draw of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus is coming soon. That's why I said, that's why I knew I had to preach you. We've got to live ready. You have, you have to live in a place where you're ready for the return of Christ. Because the eastern sky from Hana Maui could split wide open. I, I know I had the best view there in Maui, East Maui, because you know the eastern sky when it splits, it was going to start from there. I think it's going to be very quick, but but if I was still living there, <laughs> I would be the first to be able to get to see that. But it's going to happen. It's going to happen one day. So we have to live ready. We have to live with intention, just like our offering. Be intentional. If you're not intentional, you miss it. If you're not living life with, it, with intention, you miss what God wants to do in your life. You know, that's where favor comes from. I'm not trying to sidebar this, but that's where the favor of God, when you live a life with intention and you live a life with purpose, that's where favor follows. A lot of people pray for favor. They don't live intentional. You have to live intentional for favor to fall. That's good, that's good preaching. You have to live intentional for the favor of God to fall on your life. Man, it's, it's, it's so real. God is so, so real. You know, I, I, you know the, little, the little lady that prayed for me and my friend, uh, her name was Shirley Garrett, and uh, she's still alive. Her husband's went on to be with the Lord. But they've been pillars. They've been pillars in, in, in a community, in a little church called uh, you know, Harrisville uh, Assemblies of God, First Assemblies of God. Been pillars, have prayed, have had meetings in their homes for years. And, uh, you know, and that was a lady that I was afraid to go in and see because she was sitting in her kitchen with the Bible open. Right, Melanie? And, uh, and, and would have a word for you. Right, right, Abby? I mean, so some of the ones that know. Right, Miranda? Right, Brian? Right, Erica? The ones that know that are front there. You know, and she prayed. And, you know, she would just look at me and say, I'm praying for you. I'm like, ah, oh, you know, yeah. I know. I know you are. I feel it. I feel it. I feel it. And, you know, there was Miranda's mom. I mean, you know, I prayed. I, I, I told her last night, it was kind of funny. I said, you, you know, your mom prayed for you to have a good husband. Praise God, you got me. Amen. Amen. Your mom was praying for me. A godly man. That's what she prayed for. And then walk me. Hallelujah. Man, you're blessed, Miranda. Hallelujah. You know you are. You know you are. You know, Paul, and I want to shift this, but Paul... You see, you know, Paul in the Bible, you know, he, he had an influence with, with Timothy. You'll see this in 1 Timothy 1 and 2, and you'll, you'll see it in Ephesians. You'll see it in the New Testament. You'll see that Paul had a great, a great influence with, with Timothy. You know, uh, you know, Paul mentioned Timothy by equipping him for the task of ministry. That's what he was doing. He was equipping him for the task of ministry. He was empowering Timothy. 
You know, can I tell you that you, you with your words have the ability to empower people. You with your actions have the ability to empower people. You, got, you know, you, you, people think people aren't watching. Man, your kids are watching. Your kids are watching. How do you, how do you live? Do you cuss? Do you swear? I'm not, I don't know if anybody has a cussing problem today. God wants to fix that. Amen. I don't know. That's twice I mentioned. I don't cuss. I used to, but when, God, when I got saved, I was just like, I never, I never was a good cusser. I, it, never made, it never flowed right, you know? Some people can flow cussing very easily together. I, Brian worked in the you know, sheriff's department. I was around that group, and he didn't cuss. I'm not saying Brian cussed, I, you know, so... So, but, you know, those guys could put a sentence together that, you know, that only, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you have that many cuss words. One verb and one adjective, a lot of adjectives, a verb, uh, you know, anyway, I don't, I don't know grammar, so let me just keep, let me stay right here. Let me stay, let me go back to this, so. But if you have a cussing problem today, God wants to fix that, amen, amen. But see, one of the things that Paul was doing, he was empowering Timothy. He, you know, he wanted Timothy to be, to be effective in the church in Ephesus. That's what he, that's what he was doing. You know, by, you know, and one of the things, he did this by communicating how much he, he loved him, how much he cared for him. You know, Timothy was a son. He was a brother. <laughs> he was a messenger. He was, a, he was a messenger of Christ. And that's what Paul built him up for. Paul, Paul built him up for him. He influenced Timothy. He influenced Timothy. Hallelujah. You know, in 2 Timothy, you don't have to go there, but just catch this. It says, When I came to remember, it's the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your, your mother Eunice, and I persuaded, it my, and, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift. Stir up that gift, Timothy. Stir up what's been put in you. Guys, listen, church, stir up what's been put in you. You didn't get saved just for yourself. See, most people think, well, I got saved. I'm, if you're saved and on your way to heaven, it's time to celebrate, yes, but you celebrate when you start taking people with you. You know, we were in Friday night, we were in unity, and, you know, and, and I told a story. You know, a pastor asked one of his other pastors, he said, he looked at him, he said, point blank, he said, he said what, what do you feel like your greatest responsibility is as a pastor? And said, without hesitation, he looked at him and said, to take as many people to heaven as I can. To take it, and I and I shared that Friday night in unity with, with 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 our group up there. You know what's happening across our our facilities right now? We're ministering to over forty people monthly right now that 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 are getting ministry. You know, unity. I think there are ten or twelve people there the other night. I have twenty in the other facility yesterday. Brother Greg, I don't know you guys, 10 or 13. You know that, that God's opening up doors where we can ad, administer and minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. Making sure people get saved in these facilities. Isn't that awesome? There's, there's church outside of church. You guys, you guys catching that? That's what Kings is. That's what we're going to do. We're going to be a part of that. And you know what? We're, we're going in and we're discipling and we're making disciples. That's, what, that's, that's a great commission. It's important that we get people saved. But, I, but you know, on the back end of that, it's just as important that we disciple people. I don't want to catch fish and just... I like to eat fish, right? I, I don't want to just catch and release. It's not catch and release. We catch them and we disciple them. It's important that we do that. We provide those opportunities. Hallelujah. But you are a spiritual influencer. You know, he, you know, he's, you know he, he tells Timothy, Timothy, stir up that gift which, which, which is in you through the laying on of hands. 
It's a, you know, can I tell you today that, you know, the laying on of hands is, is an elementary thing. That, you know, we, we, you know, we're called to lay hands on people, to release people. You'll, you'll see that in this house. We practice what the Bible says. If, if people say, what, what is kings? We, we, we preach and teach what the Bible says. Amen? We, and, we, we, and we do cover salvation because it's important that people make heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's go back to the text. Jesus says you are the salt of the earth. You know, salt, salt has its purpose. You know, you, you think about salt. You know, it purifies and it preserves. You catching that? Because salt, salt what, what is it? it? It preserves. It keeps things alive. You have a responsibility as a believer to keep things alive around you. And, you know, even the people that are around you, to keep them alive. Amen? You guys understand that your, your prayers matter. Your, your prayers matter. The things that you go after matter. They matter in the kingdom, and, and they matter here on earth. You know, I, I, I love different cultures, and having the opportunity to even live in Hawaii for, you know, six years was, was quite remarkable. And I, and I love Hawaiian culture. I love, I love everything about it. I love how they celebrate life. I, I love that they go to Hana Bay. I love the family, and we could learn a lot from just that, how, how, how that culture exists. But, you know, and, and I love West Virginia culture. I, I, love, I, I love fall. I love hunting. I love, you know, I love seeing big lifted up pickup trucks and full wheelers. I, I, I love seeing a gun in a truck. I, and maybe that's not your thing, but, but I, I like that. I like when somebody says, I bought a new AR. I think that's cool, right? You know, I got a new gun. You know, people all the time calling me. I got to run down some guns for some people. But anyway, that's a whole other story. But I, I like that because I, I like our culture. But see, something, you have to understand something that, that as a believer, we're called to impact culture we're called we're not called to conform to the culture but we're called to impact culture and for far too long we we have just we we, we you know it's just like we're just watching the things happen and you know how you know if you know but see this is where we have to catch this we have to get involved and I believe that 2024 is that kind of a unique year look you know this house is filled you know well two services that's happening you know, there are things that God's doing because we know, we know where the clock stands. But God's called us to influence culture. Every, everywhere we're at, He's called us to influence culture. That, you know, in your job, in your workplace. I know that gets said a lot from this pulpit, but I, you have to understand that you carry a fire on the inside of you. You know, when you go to the gym, you carry a fire on the inside of you. You know, so you, you, know you can meet people from all, from all walks of life. But, I, but the one thing I realized that as I've met people, you know, people are looking for answers. And people don't realize that they're carrying answers. That if you have Jesus alive on the inside of you, that very thing that lives on, it lives on the inside of you is, is, is what somebody needs. You know, I walked into a, a place the other day, and I, every time I walk into this place, I, I just smile big. Hey, how's it going? And, and you know, just trying to find an inn. I, you know, it was a place of business. And, uh, and I've done this in a few businesses because I felt like the Lord was, like, kind of releasing me to, to just go and pray over areas and pray over businesses. And even Whitehall, walking over there and praying, you know, just praying, stopping in and saying hello. And, and I, was, I walked into this business the other day, and, and you know, I'm not walking in announcing I'm a, I'm a Christian or anything like that. Nothing like that. Just I have a smile on my face. Do you understand how important a smile is? Because not everybody in that, in that business has a smile. You know, some of them are like, well, I've been working 12, 14 hours today. It's been a hard day. You know, and I'm like, well, you know, you know, anyway. And, I, and, and the girl, 
in the back says, man, you're always so happy. Where do you work at? <laughs> Glad you asked. Where do you work at? I, I want to work where you work. And I said, you know, and, and I have been in this place several different times. I've not said anything. I said, well, you know what? I'm a pastor. And everybody in the shop just stopped what they were doing. Because, you know, and they wanted to see how this lady was going to respond, whether or not it was with a explicit or, well, hey, her, 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 you know, you know. And, and it wasn't that case. And, and, she, and I said, you know what? I said, well, I, w- I want to invite you down to church sometime. I know you guys are very busy today, but I, but I would love for you to come. It's, it's right down the road, King's Chapel. Yeah, I know where it's at. Praise God. I love it when people tell me they know where this place is at. Now, I, I know it looks like a house. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tree of many colors, you know, King's Chapel. But God's, God's filling it, amen. It looks like a house up top and got a house over here and got a block building down here and a parking lot. And I'm thankful for what God's given us, amen. I'm thankful that, you know, when we, when we talk about daily seed, we talk about building a new building. I, I'm thankful that God's going to give us, he's going to give us our, the desires of our heart. You know, I, you know, nine and a half acres, you think about this. God, we're going to have hiking trails over there. You know, when spring rolls around, we're going to have a, a big, huge fire pit. You know why? Because that's West Virginia. That's West Virginia, and we'll preach on that property when the weather breaks. We'll have cars. You know, where are we going to park everybody? I don't know. I don't know, but, you know, this is, we got trees that need cut down. We'll have firewood. Brother Don, you need to come up and see me. He said, whenever you need help cutting trees, I made the decision. We're taking it all down. So, so lumberjack friend, we're going to do her. So, so, you know, so that's, see, God's called us to influence. You know, and, and it's just like it, be coming to Fairmont. He didn't call us just to come here and just cruise. He didn't call us to come here and just, well, you know, start a church and just happen chance, see what happens. No, he's called us to come here and influence a community. Amen. He's called every one of you to influence. Amen. You're, you're the salt. You're the salt. Amen. You know, Jesus goes on to say, he says, you're the, you're the light. You're the light of the world. You, you, don't, you, don't, you, 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 you don't become a light and hide the light. You know, you, you're, you're the light. A city hidden on a hill that can be seen. Amen. That's who you are. You're the light of the world. Oh, my. That's how he sees you. Listen, you have to, you have to kick out every... Th- this will be a year, and I, b- I believe this. You know, we've watched attacks come. We've watched the enemy come against people. But you know what? God's raising people up to a standard. Amen. There's a standard, and, and, and we're, we're coming higher in 2024. Amen? Amen. Let me just touch on that real quick. Um, you're the light of the world. A city, a city on a hill that can't be hidden. You've got to begin to see everything that Christ sees in you, not what you see in yourself. You know, when I got saved, it wasn't a matter of, 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 of what I could see in myself because, I, you know, I, I, was, I was hard on myself for, for a variety of reasons, you know. But I had to begin to conform. I had to begin to see and conform to the pat, not to the patterns of this world, but the patterns of Christ. Oh, I'm not perfect. Well, you know, listen, we're being perfected. You please understand, you're being perfected in the image of Christ. You know, well, you know, am I always going to keep sinning? No, you don't have to keep sinning. Listen, if you're saved and you're still walking in the same things that you're walking in and you're still sinning, I would, you, you really need to question your salvation. And I don't mean that to sound wrong. You, just, you would question, am I saved? Am I born again? Because certain things should begin to be removed from your life. 
You, 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 know, you become a new creature, the Bible says. And listen, if you need to repent, you get saved, you get born again, you repent. You repent, you, you, you know what, and in that repentance, what are you doing? You're turning. You're turning away from the, the old things. Listen, you know, and I'll, I'll say the one thing about the old things. God will give you new people. And a lot of times people, they, they have a hard time conforming to the likeness of Christ because how am I going to leave my family? How am I going to leave my friends? How am I going to step away from this? You do it with the strength that He gives you. And you know what God does is he gives, you, he gives you new friends. He gives you a new family. He gives you new people. It's not that you're against your family or your friends. You love them and you pray for them and you go after them with a, with a passion. That's what you do. But you do, you're not called to conform. You know, as, as an influencer, you're not called to conform to this world. A spiritual influencer. You know, and, and you see that today. Everybody's wanting to relate. Yeah, how do I relate? You know, you know I, I'm not, Rand and I aren't trying to relate. You know, we, we're relational. There's a difference, right? I, I don't have to relate with the world. I don't, I don't look like the world. You, you got... You, <laughs> I don't look like the world. I, so am I relational? Yes, but I don't look like the world. I don't talk like the world. I don't think like the world. You know, there have been times even in our lives where, you know, we've taken the kids to a movie. The movie starts, we, and, and, and it's just like, we just wasted 40 bucks. Let's leave. Let's grab our popcorn and leave and go somewhere else. Because I'm not, I'm not I don't have to conform to, to, to stuff even on TV. Oh, this is okay. This is a little, it's a little gray, but it's It's okay. I think differently now. Amen. Aren't you glad you think differently as, as a believer and as, as, as a child of God that you think differently? You know, it, it's... <laughs> I know I am. Hallelujah. You're the light of the world. You know, uh, you know I, I think about this. You know, I, I think sometimes, you know, people don't realize what they carry. They don't realize, you, you know, the, the light that is in them. That when you become born again, that light is, is I'm telling you, it's bright. It's bright. That fire. And, and, and you know, listen, that's what Paul was saying to Timothy. Stir it up. Stir it up. You know, that light, you might feel like that light's a little dim. you got to go somewhere and get it stirred up. You, 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 keep, you keep that light burning. You know, for years, you know, before we were ever into ministry, I, I remember in 2010, you know, my wife, you know, she started reading uh, Kenneth Hagin stuff, and she started getting into the, the things around faith. And, uh, you know, and, uh, you, know I, you guys go to uh, Pastor Jonathan's church, you know, and, and, and we started listening to, to Jonathan, and it, uh, brother, Pastor Evangelist Brother Jonathan, so I, I, I don't know what to call him, you know, because so, I've, I've known him through the three, four titles now. So Pastor Jonathan, I'll run with that. So, you know, and we started listening to him, and it was like, you know, one of the things that was different was he was of a different spirit. He spoke things differently that, that hit me here. That you, you can you see, that's why the preaching of the word is so important. You know, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You need to be in a place where you get faith stirred up in you. And you know, you have to get hungry. Can I tell you that if you want to influence this culture, you, you, you yourself have to stay hungry. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. God's going to begin to raise up young people. And I, and I see it, and I've seen it this week. He's going to begin to raise up young people. And, and, we're, and it's not, this is not going to be this church. Well, we're happy that the kids are doing this now. Praise God. No, we're going to, we're going to be a part of it. But because our kids are going to become spiritual influencers. 
You know, we got a kids program. To, no, our kids are going to be filled and full and, and prayed up and ready to go and hit streets. Amen? And that some adults are going to be, what's going on? It's not a time to stand around and watch. It's a time to jump in and get involved. Amen? And, that's that, and I'm telling you, that's, that's what's going to, there's the shift that's going to begin to happen in the body of Christ. And I believe it happens now. You know, in Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8, he says, Then I heard a voice, the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Whom, whom, whom will go for us? And I said, Here I am, Lord, send me. Send me. Me, Lord, send me. That's got to be our cry. That's got to be our purpose in, in, in 2024. Here I am, Lord, send me. Send me. Send me into my workplace. Send me, send me, into, send me into a place where I, can, where I can minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. Guys, you got, please catch this because as, as God lives in you, as you're called to influence, you change the environment. You change the environment. I, I, I don't just speak this. I believe this. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe this. I believe that, you know, you know, we went to Hana, and just, it's, it's hard because some of these things are just on your head. You know, when, when we went to Hana, we never felt it as a burden because God called us to be light. And everybody was there. You know, this is a dark place. Never felt like it was dark. Never felt like it was, you know, there, there are hard things. Yeah, there's hard things. But when I said yes to Jesus, it meant that I was all in. That, that, that wasn't a compromise. That meant that I was all in. It meant that, you know, whatever was mine belonged to Him. It meant that if I had to pay the rent for the church, it come out of my own pocket. It meant that if I had to buy vehicles for people, I bought it because that's what the Lord told me to do. But I knew that, yeah, I, I, and, see, and that's the thing. He's called you to be light. Light in Fairmont, West Virginia. Light in, in Bridgeport, West Virginia. Light in Morgantown. Light wherever you're at. He's called you to be light. Amen? And I'm telling you, we, you think about Jesus. He, he turned the modern world upside down with 12 people. Twelve people. There's more than twelve in here. Yeah? You see, we need to change our view of what and how we influence. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't start with a platform. It starts with people. Your platform's people. You know, my, my, my platform at Walmart's Ibu. From India. Most of you guys know him now because I talk about him a lot. Because I'm believing for his salvation. Him and his wife. I've got, you know, Gracia, Gracia goes in and says, i got to see Abu. You know, he knows my whole family now. And, you know, and Brian, Brian and I were in there, you know, a month or more ago. I don't know. And, and, you know, another worker was there. And I just, we grabbed him by the hands. Can we pray for you? Abu, I want to pray for you. You know about Jesus? Yeah, yeah, I know about Jesus. Of course, he's, he's, he's Hindu. I'm not, I'm not here to, I'm, I'm here to love, right? Come, and, come to church. Come to a fellowship. I believe there'll be a day when him and his wife come to fellowship with us. Amen? And I'm believing that, you know, he'll have an opportunity to receive Jesus. And he will. Amen? I'm light. I'm light. Walmart needs light. Amen? Yeah, everybody said amen. Amen. I, you know, I like Walmart. and I'm not against Walmart. See, the, it's not about the platform, it's about the people. Because if you're not willing to impact the people that are in front of you or, or, or close to you, and the people that are God's bringing to you, the, the platform is, it's just a platform. 
It's just a platform. So impact the people that are around you. Amen? Impact the people that are around you. You know, Jesus, it's interesting that in Mark chapter 2, he says, he says then he went out again. This was after he preached. He says, then he, he went out again by the sea, and all the multitudes came to him, and he taught them. And as he passed, he saw Levi, the son of Alphys, sitting as, as the tax collector. He <laughs> so what's Jesus doing? He, he left just the multitudes, and he sees Levi, Matthew, the tax collector, says, hey, I want you to come go with me. See, Jesus, where, where was Jesus? You know, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they blasted him. Where was Jesus at? He, he was sitting with tax collectors. He was sitting with thieves and robbers. Why? Because they needed a Savior. They needed a Savior. Take your Bibles, and I want to close up with this today. Take your Bibles, and I want to close up with this. Because you, you, may, you, may, you know, I can preach about you know, being an influencer, and it's, it's great. I, I'm going to be, yes, I'm going to be a spiritual influencer, but I, I want to show you how. Amen. Is it all right? that I, I want to show you some, some action steps that you can take and how you can become a spiritual influencer. Influencer. Amen. 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. I still feel like it's quiet in here. I, did something happen in this building? Is it, it just seems like it's there's just, I don't know. Maybe it's the chairs. Maybe the, the, the green chairs were loud, right? Is that what it was? The green chairs with all the gross stains. Don't you guys like our new chairs? Amen. Uh, I noticed you got to watch the rails. They're, they're, they'll beat you up. I've already taken a hit from them, but, uh, but praise God. Uh, we were blessed with some new chairs. God, 297 chairs, and we picked them up yesterday. Brother, Brother Don brought his uh, truck and... Uh, we had a, a good crew. We got all, everything hauled over here. Amen. Praise God. First Timothy chapter 4. I want to show you this in the Word. It says, uh, verse 11. It says, these things command and teach. So right here, we, we see that Paul's saying this to Timothy. He's saying, command and teach. So what, what are we doing at King's Chapel? We're commanding and teaching, right? We, you know, sound doctrine. It's important that we understand sound doctrine. Amen. Everybody with me? So we command and teach. Guess what? You have a responsibility to do as, uh, as, as shepherds of, of your home. Command and teach. Amen? We, we give people the word of God. So these things command and teach. Let no one despise your youth, Mm-mm-mm. but to be an example to the believers in word, in conduct, in love, and in spirit, in faith, in purity. So I want to I go through these real quick, and I'm not going to be, I, we could make this a whole series, but I, I want you to catch this today. And, uh, you know, e- even in the first part of this, because I think to be an influencer, a spiritual influencer, you have to understand, I'm young, I'm 51, I'm young, praise Jesus. I'm not old, I'm young. So, so don't despise, don't despise the day of small beginnings, but don't despise someone that's young, amen? Young in the faith. You know, I, I, I like to think this, because most people... They're the most dangerous as a Christian when they first get saved, if they get hit with the fire of God. If they get hit with the fire of God. So, you know, because some people will get saved. What do I do with what's inside of me? Like kids go to Bible camps, and they, they get touched by God in a Bible camp, and they, you know, I went to Cowan, and I, I felt the presence of the Holy Spirit, and then, and then I come back home, and what do I do with this fire? we got to release the fire. 
You, we we got to release the fire. Not, not just that you get touched, but you do something with the touching. So we, that's why we teach. But don't despise. Don't despise the day of small beginnings. But don't despise people in their youth. Amen? I, I look at the young people in our church, and I, I'm just like, you know, come on, get a passion. Get a zeal. Let the fire of God begin to burn in you. You know, Brother Don had shared with me that the, the girls started, made, made a decision over the last couple of weeks to start, a, to start meeting together, reading the Bible. That, that's what it's going to take. It, it, will, it, will take. it will take that, you know, that, that these young people, Get passionate about the things of the Lord. <laughs> Amen. So, and I'm not just just know that you know, we're not going to despise. We're not going to despise. Uh, you know, our youth. I remember Zane. It's interesting because we were talking about it last night. I remember Zane. He got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost at a pretty early age. And and at age five or six, he was running with my dad. And my dad, my dad didn't get. My dad wasn't saved at that point. My dad didn't get saved till later in life. Pretty much two weeks before he passed, my dad got saved. And Zane was in the back of the car. I don't know whether he was in a car seat. He, probably not with my mom and dad. And so he just he probably wasn't even a seat belt. Anyway, so, so, anyway, so. So, and this guy comes over and starts talking to my dad. And Zane's in the back seat saying, Papa, does he know Jesus? Papa, Papa, does he know Jesus? He needs to know Jesus. And, and, uh, and, and my dad... Zane, shut up. <laughs> you know, probably some other things. I don't know. But shut up, Zane. And I, and I remember that even watching that happen with, our, with, with Zane at an early age, like the fire of God coming on him. And I remember one time he was building Legos downstairs, downstairs in the basement, building Legos. He come upstairs, and he, he was glowing. I'm like, what, what's going on? He's like, i I got to go see Pastor Ronnie. I was like, what's going on, Zane? He said, I, I got a word I got to share with the church. Zane, you're nine. We don't know that the pastor's going to give you the pulpit, just so you know. You're nine. He said, but I, I got a word for the church. I was downstairs listening to Toby Mac. I don't know. You know, that, this, is, this is the honest truth. I was downstairs listening to Toby Mac, and I, I felt like the Lord gave me a word. And, you know, I, I took him. I said, come on, let's go see the pastor. And so we went in his office, and, and Zane said, you know, Pastor Ronnie, I was listening to this message, and, and you know, and I, I just, you know, listened to this song, and I said, I feel like the Lord gave me a message for the church. And then Pastor Ronnie said, well, good, you, you can share. So that next Sunday, here was Zane standing in the pulpit. You know, he was, you know, I, you know a little taller than me. Anyway, so I'm not very tall, but praise God. And, it, it, you know, and, and I think that's the thing. Don't, don't despise those things with your kids. That, you, that the fire can touch him, amen? The fire can touch him. We, when we moved to Hana, Zane was praying over the community, and one guy that, that got, got put on his heart was Honey Boy. And, uh, and Zane, Zane wanted to lead this guy to the Lord because this guy, I mean, he's passed now, right? He's, he's passed away. But, you know, he, he, he drank, not a little bit, but a lot. And, you know, and it was, it was just, he, it, it, you know, but Zane would see him out and always say hi to him and make a point to go talk to him. And Zane went actually to a funeral with, with Killa, Evangelist Killa, and, uh, and, uh, and actually had a chance to lead him to the Lord at a funeral. Just went up and, and, and said, you know, can I pray with you? And, and grabbed him by the hands and prayed with him. He's a, an adult man. Don't despise the work in your kids. You know, Ocean starting a life group at school. We're, we're all for that, amen? We're all for our kids moving forward and advancing. Praise Jesus. So don't despise that. 
Let me look. Let's look at these these few things here. First, your the word. Your word. Your word matters. Most people, you know, like I said, I grew up where your word, your word mattered. And so understand that as a believer, your word matters. Many of you grew up that way. If you give your word for something, it mattered. It meant something. So you, you understand the, the, the very word the, and the word that comes out of your mouth matters. The Bible says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you can speak life or you can speak death. So understand. You know, it, it's important that you think before you, before you speak. My dad would say that to me all the time. Son, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say it at all. There were some good things that I got. There were some great character things that I got from my dad. Amen. These were great lessons. But your words, your speech matters. So understand that as a believer, you know, you want to be an influencer. Your speech matters. What, what you say matters. People are listening and they're watching. Above all else, your kids, your family, people are, your word matters. So understand how important that, that is. Your conduct, the second part, you want to be an influencer. Your conduct, again, people are watching. They're, they're watching how you respond. They're watching how you act. You know, they, they watch when you pull out of a church parking lot. Do you cut someone off? Do you say, forgive me? Or do you, do you, you know, people are looking at your conduct as a, as a Christian and as a believer. Not just here, but out there. So your conduct matters. People, you know, character, godly character is, is one of the things that, that the church, we, you know, we love spiritual things, but man, let, let's not forgo godly character. Let's not forgo godly character. Responsibility, respect, integrity. That stuff's important, <laughs> according to God, right? You know, and that's what, that's what he's teaching Timothy here. He's, he's talking about He's talking about the conduct. He's, he's talking about your words, your speech. These things are so important. So your conduct, how you live, how you live as a believer. Are you honest? Do you have integrity? Are you somebody that somebody can go to? Are you, are you trustworthy? So your, your conduct matters as a believer and as a Christian. Amen? We're all, we're all going to be worthy people. Amen? Amen. So your conduct matters. You know, and he says in love. It, you know, understand, you know, Paul's telling Timothy even, even in this text, you know, it's important that we become influencers by, by how we love. You know, it's, it's easy. It's, it's really easy to love somebody that loves you. But it's not always easy to love somebody that maybe has rubbed you the wrong way or somebody that's, you know, said something about you. It's not always easy to love that person. Anybody with me? But see, God's called us to love. He's called us to love. What, what does love look like? I, I'm going to tell you, the, the first start of love, you have to understand, there, there's forgiveness in love. There's a genuine, true forgiveness and love. Jesus Christ forgive you. He forgive you. I, that's, that's when I begin to realize how different, how different God loved. How different God loved. Because then I realized that He could forgive me of all my wrongdoings. And you know, I got an ugly past. It's dark. It's black. I, you know, many of you could say, yeah, not so pretty. But He loved me. So I, 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 He loved me in my mess. Amen. He loved me when I was nothing. He loved me when I was in sin. Now I'm out of sin. Amen. Now I'm pulling people out of that, out of that boat as well. But it's important that we, you know, we become influencers by how we love. Don't just, don't just tell somebody you love them and, 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 and <laughs> just in word. <laughs> Show them. Show them. You know, Jesus says, you know, he, he, he talks about this in John 15. He said, this is my commandment. When you see that in the Bible, that's to you and I. 
This is a commandment. He says, love each other in the same way I have loved you. How did Christ love the church? He died for the church. He loved the church so greatly that that he died for the church. So Jesus is an example of, of really what modern love should look like in the house. There is no greater love than to lay uh, down one's life for his own friends. That's love. You know, we, we, we see in 1 Corinthians 13 the definition of love, not to get into that. See, our job's not to condemn people. Our job, our job as children of God are, are, are to love. Amen. Clive, if you would, just come to the keyboard. He's called us to walk in the Spirit. What's that look like, Pastor? Don't, don't ignore the voice. The voice of God. Listen, once you have Jesus living on the inside of you, and you've said yes to Him, there's a voice. There's the voice of the Spirit. You have a Spirit, yes, but then there's, there's the voice of, of God. Don't do that. Stop at that stop sign, metaphorically speaking. Stop. Stop. Quit. Believe. Have faith. Trust me. You, 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 begin, you begin to hear those things, those, those subtleties. And listen, this is important because you as a child of God, if, you, if, you, if you'll stop and listen, a lot of times the voice is very clear. It's, you know, we muffle it with our own insecurities. We muffle the voice of God with pride. We muffle the voice of God with, I've got this going on. Oh, it's just it's such, a, such a thing, such a thing. We muffle the voice of God. But there's the Spirit. There's the, there's the Spirit. The Spirit's communing and wanting to commune with you. So it's important that we understand, you know, we become influencers when we, when we do and we be what God wants us to be. But we speak. We speak what He wants us to speak. You know, it's why, it's why I go into this restaurant with a smile on my face. You know, I, I, you know the Mexican restaurant, you know, I, I go to. Jesus, Jesus, you know, you got a great name, man. You got a great name. You know, and he's like, I'm going on vacation, but I'd like to come visit your church. I, I got to go there and eat because I haven't seen him in a while just to, to go and minister. Hey, you know, I see you're back, you know, because he was going home for a while to visit. I see you're back. See, it's the voice of the Spirit. When you're sitting in a restaurant, you know, you ever sit in a restaurant and think, does that person know Jesus? Does anybody? Become more aware of that. Become more aware of that. You know how many times I've sat in restaurants and I, I've I've seen a waitress come in and I, I mean I, I remember one time I was eating somewhere and uh, I seen a waitress come in and uh, she's down. I mean you can you can tell a lot of times you can tell when people are down and and you know I said are you okay and she's like I just I'm just I'm really stressed and you know it's not I'm not I don't have my Christian badge on I don't have it, it was it, you know. Dun, 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 here to save the day. No, I said, what do you need? What do you need? She said, I, you know, I, I need a couple hundred bucks. I got this, do that, you know. Guess what she got for a tip? A couple hundred bucks. See, you can respond that way. You can respond that way. You know, I, I've done that several times. I mean, good friends of ours in Ritchie County. She was a young young lady and, and had a kid. And, uh, you know, and the Lord spoke to me. I, I remember very clearly, you know, Things were tight. Give her money. Give her money. I didn't have it to give. 
but God knew, amen? God knew. Man, two, here's 250 bucks. People driving, walking seven miles down the road. And the Lord speak, the, the voice of the Lord, buy her a car. I don't want to buy her a car. That's the natural man. I don't know. I just moved here. Jesus, I need, I, I need help, Jesus. I, I just moved here. I don't know how I'm going to make it. The money I've got in the bank, it's, it's got to last. We've got to figure out how to make this. We've got to stretch this. Buy her a car. And I, I wrestled with it for three days. Three days, I was like, oh. I went to Miranda. I said, Miranda. I said, you know, I know she's walking to work and everything. I, maybe I'll pick her up, you know. But I said, you know, the Lord, the Lord told me to buy her a car. So I pleaded with the Lord a little while, and I said, well, you know, I can buy her this kind of car. Lord said, no, buy her a decent car. Buy her a nice car. I, I don't. So I knew what that meant. That meant three or four more thousand dollars. I, I, already, I already knew. And, uh, and that's what we did. We bought her a car. I, you know, I, I remember going out and picking the car up, and the guy was like, man, I can't believe I'm selling the car to, to you for this. I was like, no, you don't understand. I've been praying about this. I, I was praying that you would come another $4,000, $5,000 off this car. He said, what are you going to do with it? I said, I'm going to give it away. He said, what? He said, yeah, I'm going to give it away. He said, the Lord told me. The Spirit, you, you see? Because now, now I'm in front of this guy sharing with him what God's doing. How can I pray for you, sir? You, you, you see, you live a life that way. You live a life that way with the, with the Lord that, that everywhere you go, that you, you, you know, one decision can influence uh, you in another area where you can have influence here. And that's, that's how God works. You can live your life, you know, we should all live our lives that way. Not just here as a, as a pastor in the pulpit. It's not about the platform, it's about the people. Amen. So we walk in the Spirit, in faith. Please, please hear this. People, are, they're, they're watching your faith walk. Do you, believe, do you believe what you believe? Do you live the way you live? Are you living, are you living in faith? People will, people will watch that more over Christians than anything else. They'll, they'll, they'll want to see, you know, if you believe in prosperity, do you live a life of prosperity? Do you, do you live a life on top or do you, do you come in? Well, you know, I had this problem. They're, they're looking at, people are looking at your faith walk. You want to be a great influencer for Christ? Your faith walk, you, you know, listen, we've always got to elevate in faith. Every one of us. We always have to be moving and going and being willing to go to another level of faith. You work it you, and you walk it out. Amen. And lastly, impurity. You know, don't defile yourself. Don't, don't defile yourself with, with things that, 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 that will trip you up. You know, Dr. Morocco, let's go ahead and stand to our feet. Dr. Morocco shares that story, and I, and I love it. Dr. Morocco is our senior pastor on Maui. He's actually sharing the word um, for the global church today for, for kings worldwide. He'll share a word uh, later, later today in Maui, and uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll do that word tonight here at the house. But he, he, he'll release a word to over, I don't know how many churches there are, 750, 800 churches right now worldwide. And, um, and I, I know Pastor Steve's in Asia right now. and just I don't, we'll, we'll find out how many churches we have there, Indonesia, Vietnam. But, you know, he, he, he shares the word with his staff. He, he, you have to understand that you, you, have to, you have to live a life of purity. 
be holy for I am holy. He, Christ is our example. So we have to, we have to live a life of, of, of being, in, staying and living in purity. Don't defile yourself. Doctor shares that story just to finish that. He, he said, you know, he went into, you know, he travels and he, he goes into a hotel room. And the first thing he does is he flips on the TV and he said, then there's, there's graphics. There's, there's pornographic stuff on the TV. He said, no, devil. He said, the first thing I did was I picked up the phone and called my wife. He said, listen, he said, I, I just wanted to let you know what happened. His wife said, what'd you do with the TV? He said, it's sitting in the hallway. He picked it up. It was an older TV that was bolted. And doctor's a big guy. <laughs> so he picked the whole thing up, bolted all together, and set it in the hallway. And he called and told him, he said, hey, I just want to let you know your TV's in the hallway. I don't want it in my room. And he explained to him what happened. We, we apologize, sir. We apo- apologize for what happened. See, you, 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 you've got to live with that kind of integrity. You have to be watchful. You know, that's another thing. You, you have to be watchful. As a believer, if you're not willing to begin to be watchful and see, you know, we're, we're watchful over our kids. You know, praise God, I'm thankful. You know, my kids walk out the door at, you know, 6.15, 6.30 every morning going to work. I'm, I'm, they have a work ethic. Amen. I'm thankful for that. But I'm watchful over my kids. When they go out that door, Father, I thank you. Zephan goes one way, Gracia goes the other. I thank you, Lord, that they're victorious. I thank you, Father, that, Lord, they're going to get to where they need to be. I thank you, Lord, that they're, 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 their travel is with ease in Jesus' name. No accidents shall, shall, shall come upon them. Hallelujah. You got to walk in purity. You know, listen, it would, it, it, would, it would be good to go back and look at 1 Timothy because, listen, if you want to, these are just a few things that God can use you in to be an influencer. To influence this culture, not conform to it, but to influence it. That's where the, I'm telling you, that's where the church is going in 2024. You know, I, I, I pulled in down here and I, I looked at the parking lot. <laughs> I just, I laughed. You know, I, I laughed because, I mean, you know, even three years ago, there was like 10 cars in the parking lot. You remember January last year? I, I come in here on a, in between services, January 2023. And I wept and I cried. And I, I cried for this community. You say, what are you crying about? I, I, I don't cry. But the Lord had touched me and I began to cry out for this community. And I began to cry out for West Virginia because I love, I love the people of West Virginia. Like I love the people of Hawaii. I, you know, just it's what God does in you. And I began to weep and cry. And I, I began, I put blue X's. Many of you guys know. I put, I put 22 blue X's on the floor. And I honestly, I, I wept over every one of those X's because I said, Lord, every one of these X's represent a soul. Every, every one of these X's represent a person that we're going to reach in 2023. You know, we've seen a couple hundred salvations last year. Praise God. I, as a pastor, I, I celebrate that. I rejoice because I know heaven rejoices. But I know, I know that, <laughs> I know that, you know, we're going to do more this year. God's going to use this church to have an impact in Fairmont, West Virginia, Morgantown, West Virginia, Bridgeport, West Virginia. Wherever we go, God's going to use this church to have an impact. He's, he, you know, he, he's calling you, not just me, 
He's calling you to influence the people around you. And that's what he's that's what he's calling the church to do. What's that look like, Pastor? Maybe it's you bring somebody with you next week. Maybe it's you say, Hey, I, I I'm gonna have some people over at the house. We're gonna talk about the Lord. Maybe it's that you have a family meeting. You don't, you, don't, you don't just balk at your family. You say, we're going to have a family meeting. I just want to pray. I want to pray over my family. I want to bless my family. Don't complicate this. Don't complicate the gospel. Jesus didn't make it complicated. Far too often we, we, we look at this thing and we think it's unobtainable. God's merciful. He's graceful. It's not unobtainable. The things that he wants to do <laughs> to build a great church in Fairmont, West Virginia. You know, are there, yeah, there are great churches here. I'm here because God called us here. I, that's, that's why I know I'm here. It, <laughs> he's not done calling. He's not done calling. Listen, I, I want everybody just, if you would, bow your heads this morning. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Listen, I, I, I want to ask you today because, listen, I, we can come in here and we can preach a, we can preach, a, we can preach a lot of messages. But the greatest message still yet out of any church is, is the message of the cross. It's the shed blood of Jesus Christ. It, it's what was done on Calvary for you and I. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ooh, and I feel the Holy Ghost. It's what was done on Calvary for you and I. I believe God's calling every one of us to have great influence in 2024. But above all else, even today, if you're here and you, you would say, Pastor, I, 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 you know, I'm apart from Jesus right now. I, I, I feel like my life is maybe in some kind of turmoil. I don't feel like I'm, I'm close like I need to be right now. I, I don't even feel like I have a Savior. I don't feel like, you know, I, I, I'm, even, I'm even connected. I want to make sure today you leave connected with 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 the vine <laughs> that's Jesus I want to make sure that you leave with him today and if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life I want to give you that opportunity to, to, today to pray a prayer with me it's a simple prayer I'm not going to embarrass anybody the gospel's not embarrassing the gospel's not embarrassing I want to pray a prayer with you today 